0: Needed this reminder, and I believe so do we. Once Joshua emphasized the faith and perseverance it took for Abraham to initiate the promise, or this, uh, he began to highlight God's faithful hand in their national history. The Israelites living under Joshua's leadership had heard of the stories. Now, think about that. We hear of the stories of what happened. Yeah, it was closer in the time, but they had to hear of the stories. Not all of them experienced them the Red Sea, yet God thought it important to highlight this, these favors of, of, of miracles and provision that he had extended to them. God not only delivered their forefathers from Egypt's enemies, but he fought for them and delivered their enemies into their hand. Most of the people he addressed had not lived through it, as I mentioned before. They had not known about the Egyptian bondage. They knew about it, but they did not know it. Uh, per se. Neither had they felt the fear of the Red Sea or heard the screams of of the Egyptian soldiers as the waves caved on them and the sea rolled back against them. This generation of Israelites were not at Mount Sinai to see and hear the Ten Commandments that was given to Moses. Most of the people Joshua was addressing were in the latter stage of the fulfillment of God's promise. It amazes me to to realize that these people were listening to these stories from the man of God as we listen to stories from the men and women of God today. They were hearing these stories. And if they were young enough, probably for the first time, possibly. And I understand that Hebrew culture is, has a tradition of passing down stories and stories. As Christians, the chosen people of the covenant, God has given us exceeding, and great, precious promises. Do you believe that? He has given us so many. It is hard to comprehend how good God is to us, how good he is. We read back over and over how much he blessed the children of Israel, and we can kind of get a sight for that, how God, the God of Israel, was so loving and kind. Yes, he was fair, but he was loving and kind, and then, of course, dying for us on the cross. Whether you have been a child of God for six months or six decades, you have a testimony. Deliverance from drug or alcohol addiction or from depression or despair, still others have testimonies of healed bodies and mended relationships. We each have a testimony of what God has brought us from and carried us through. Like Joshua, we journey toward the promises of God. We accrue victories and grow through our failures, I mentioned that before. I, I, I love, I think it's, it might be James Maxwell, it might be this other guy from Atlanta that failing forward, right? I'm sure we've all preached. I press towards the mark, forgetting those things which were behind. Failures or, or things that we didn't do or even victories too. But failures help build us. Uh, ask any successful minister, bishop, Song Like a a famous person in Pentecost, um, a business person out here in the community, they've failed many times, and we have as well, but it should make us stronger. Amen. That's why I appreciate this, uh, the verse of the day today, to encourage others, to encourage others. We don't know what you're going through. We don't know, but God loves you, and he wants to bless you and encourage you. Also, not only uh, victories um, that grow through failures, but for many, this includes relational health. A life lived according to the principles of God always produces mature, rewarding, interpersonal relationships uh, within the body of Christ. Amen. I, I, as well, if you're full of the Holy Ghost and you have God's call in your life and we are, we are to make disciples, all right, we are going to have to interact with other people. And I think God will allow us and give us that power to do that. I do pray for strength every day. I do pray that God sends somebody my way. I do look out for people. And I do try to judge if that person wants to be bothered or not. I learned a long a lesson long ago, and, and it hurt me, but he said not everybody wants to be saved. Some of them are hard. They need to be saved. But they come across where they don't want anything to do with you at all. And you make it worse by pushing it. So, And even if you don't try to, sometimes when I was in the Navy, we were doing Bible studies in, uh, in a torpedo bay. And I was sitting on top of the torpedoes. They were in a canister, so it was okay. And uh, I was given the Bible study, man, and I, I'm new. I, I've only been in the church a year and a half or two, and I'm just pressing Jesus' name baptism. I'm just pressing. And finally, the guy came afterwards. We get it. We get it. Can you calm down with the Jesus' name baptism? We know we have to be baptized in Jesus' name. And, uh, and another guy, one of the torpedo men, he got baptized when we came back uh, in, uh, in Jacksonville. So, yeah, so even if you don't know it, you could be just going, Got to do it. So, so always pray and always ask God to help you when you when you're doing those situations and stuff like that. And even when you do pray and ask God to help, you're uh, you you could be taken over that. As Bishop said the other day, when we come up behind, when we talk, when we preach, when we do that, make sure God is speaking. Amen. Make sure you've prayed, Amen, and that you know that it's not me, it's God. That's why I'll give you a little secret. When I walk off to the side, usually it's nothing to do with the notes to do that. It's just all of a sudden God has in, in, implanted something that I've prayed about or that I've talked to him about and I wasn't going to do it and He said do it. So there you go. You know my secret. But I don't think there should be any secrets like that. It's okay. You have Brother Locke today preaching. He's going to take care of everything I mess up. Many children of God experience financial stability as well as they learn even from their mistakes to develop stewardship habits. I just gave you a testimony. I made a mistake. I even convinced my wife. I know she was probably gritting her teeth going, I don't think that's worse. She caused me to, when we went, got married, I went to the Persian Gulf. She caused me to tithe. I was like, why don't we just save this money? Oh, I would only been in church like, not real like. Maybe a year. Oh, so the other one maybe two years. But this was like it's like why don't why don't we save the money? She goes, nope, we're tithing everything. Give me your paycheck. The promise of peace and joy results in mental wellness as we learn not to fear, but to cast our cares on Jesus. And, and to be real serious, if you're having any emotional mental issues that that you feel like when you lay your head down at, at night and you, you are restless or anxiety and stuff like that, you need to begin to pray. You can do these breathing things. You can breathe a little slower. But when you begin to pray and you start to meditate and you get in the presence of God. I'm not saying that, that people can't talk to you, counselors. I'm not saying that at all. We, we, get, we get a broken arm, we go to the doctor. Okay, we, we, I understand that your body is it, it, there's out there, but God first. I believe that. I want to pray. I want to ask God. I, many times I have, I, have, uh, I have laid in bed and I can't get to sleep. And, and for some reason this week, and I'm thankful that it was this week because I'm speaking today, but I have woken up like every morning right at 525 or earlier. And, and I was like, I guess I'll pray now instead of my 6 o'clock time. I will get in there and do that. For most Christians, our testimonies that come through battles and we have experienced many challenges, losing some battles, and we may bear some scars. But if we are living by faith, we keep moving forward and fighting. The result is a testimony of God's provision and faithfulness. Remember the warning, God, uh, the warning words God spoke through Joshua to Israel. We need to remember those. And let us never forget what it took to get where we are too. Not only the past victories, but maybe the past defeats. Consider not... Only our own struggles and sacrifices, but those of the children of God who have come before us. Elders of the faith helped lay the groundwork to get us where we are today. And, and, and some of these elders are here. Some of these people, and some of the elders are in Ohio, right? Or, or somewhere else in Indiana or in California. Some of those people that have brought us to this place, and so we can all celebrate because we are all children of God, that God has brought us and he has put mentors in our life and people in our life and spiritual, uh, spiritual mentors to talk to us and let us go and to encourage us. These testimonies are meant to be shared and guarded. So uh, at one point here, Joshua commanded the Israelites to get rid of your idols. Now this is a, now I'm going to be getting close to pastoring here that I've probably ever done, and, and, got, and Brother Locke has not opened that up to me, so that's why I don't usually do these things up here like that, so, but I'm not going to go too far. Thank you, Brother Locke. Uh, just as Joshua relayed God's message to a blessed and prosperous nation, we must remember to also obey the voice of God in our blessed and prosperous lives. We have to obey God's voice, even when we are blessed beyond measure. How many stories? And maybe they're not in church because they're playing the lottery, but their life just goes down because they forget priorities. They forget their family. I mean, you've heard where people poison each other. There's a New Jersey couple or something or shooting or something over money. I want, to be, I want to get to a place where whether I have nothing or I ever have a lot, I, I'm the same person. And I, I think most people can say that. And I don't think anybody's here won the mega million power trap, Florida, whatever you call that thing. Joshua 24:14 Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Although the children of Israel were benefactors of God's great grace Israel still had idols from their past that plagued their lives. Hundreds of years after God called Abraham and his family um, Abraham, his family, his ancestors were still struggling to surrender those idols. Remember the golden calf. As people of the new covenant, we must not embrace gods of our culture and our past. And I will tell you this, and this is where I'm going to get the nitty gritty here. You got to be careful. There are things that I saw as a kid that happened in my family that I have to pray against. So they don't creep in. Even if they're creeping in and I say, oh, I'm going to use that for God. i got to be careful with that. There are cultures in, our, in our, um, the states, wherever we are in the states, there are cultures that have come over from uh, different, different countries that have uh, um, rituals and stuff like that and, and do that. And so that could creep in. And you might use that as for God. You might look for that. For for example, if my culture were were satanic worshipers and stuff like that, I gotta make sure that's what I'm looking for. I don't wanna look for a devil every time I come to church. I don't wanna do that every time I come to church. I don't I don't wanna be a part of that. I know we fight, we have to put as bishops put on the full armor of God and able to resist the devil, right? Resist the devil, and he will flee. That's our battle. That is our battle. We need to pray with the armor, armor on. We need to maybe, at sometimes, remove it. As Bishop, I remember him saying that a few nights. That was beautiful. We need to remove it and allow the freedom that we're not on guard. God, just do whatever you can to help me and bless me. But we gotta be careful of things like that. We can't. Like I said, there's things that I won't even don't know, even know about that I cannot bring into my life. I can't. It's it's a spiritual thinking like alcoholism. You don't go to a bar. When you go to a party and there's alcohol, you leave the party. When I've gone to... I've gone to, and I'm not. I've never drunk. I, I didn't drink or anything like that stuff. You know, I tried, but I never did. But when I go to a party, and I initially see it's getting out of hand, well, sometimes you like a, a going away party for a friend. We we all meet at a restaurant. I immediately see. I guys, take care. I'm le- I'm gone. You, you got to do that. And you Well, why didn't you think of that when you first got there? I'm am an example. I want to go. I want to go there where the sinners are too. I do want to witness. See you guys, I'll pray for the food, and then if it gets out of hand, I'm going to go. Or or that's just one little example of things. People shut down in front of me, too. I was talking to a friend yesterday, uh, and every other sentence was an F word on the phone, and I was trying to help him. I finally just stopped him. I said, listen, bud, language. You don't need to be doing it. First of all, you sound stupid because you can't think of a word. All right? Second law, my mom cusses like a sailor and my dad was one. So you're not bothering me except that it's stupid and you don't need to do that. And I'm not. I'm, all I'm doing is focusing on that and not what you're trying to do while I'm encouraging you. So, yeah, some, well, sometimes you have to be a little bold like that and tell them, sorry. Most of the time, like at work, they apologize, comp- like as soon as they say something, they apologize to me. And that goes back to where when we go out these doors, are we that way? Do people know that? Are people going to freak out when you go and ask him to church because they didn't even know you went? Broom, musician, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> we must listen to the first words God spoke to Moses. Exodus: 22 and 3: "I am the Lord thy God." which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. I got you out of that situation, church, where you used to dwell in, where you used to live in. We keep going back sometimes, don't we? Out of the house of bondage, thou shall have no other gods before me. And I believe wholeheartedly a weight can become a god. If you have to get in your car after work and drive for three hours just to, just to show off your nice fancy red Corvette or Scion or whatever that is you got, man, you got a weight that's becoming your God. Oh, man, I'm gonna get in trouble here, but I'm gonna say it. If your, if your Facebook post is like this, I think somebody, I think you want people to look at your face. (laughs) What did a pastor say? That digital makeup? Some people get that digital makeup on Instagram. I'm like, I was like, Renee, why does so-and-so look like she's fuzzy all over her face? It's a filter. Okay. Why does her husband look like that way too? I had a Zoom meeting yesterday, and I didn't even want to be on the Zoom call because it, it was about I'm going through a program, and I didn't want to do it. I just didn't, I didn't want to, I like, no. I, you know me, I'm like Mr. Sociable and all that, but no, it was about me, and I was like, no, I don't want that. I, I really don't, but I did it and just because it's a program, and so I was like, okay. Our parents have may have dwelt with something Of the same idols, I mentioned that earlier, the love of money, entertainments, sensual pleasures are often secretly carried along with us towards the promises of God. And God's voice, though, can still be heard today. When you were a kid, you didn't know what the heck was going on in your family and what's that, and you did this and you did that. Sometimes you didn't, and then later on in life you're like, whoa, oh my gosh. My mom threw a Buddha at us, a statue of a Buddha. Because she was upset at us for some time. And, like, and I look back, I was like, why do we have that in the house? She, we, we weren't Buddhist or, or all that. She like picked it up, broke a hand off of it. It was wooden. She got it from Japan. It's like, good Lord. Anger, anger can come through those generations. My, my mom has recently in the last year or two, whenever she tries and gets it, she apologized. She's like, will you guys forgive me? for the way I acted when I was, I w- I was too hard on your kids. And I, I, I thank God for that. Of course, Mom, I've forgiven you a long time ago. When I got the Holy Ghost, I had to. Joshua 24 says, uh, serve him with completeness. Turn aside from false gods that distract and hinder you. And we can even put weight. As Joshua spoke, he challenged those he addressed, um, and he drew the line in the sand. He told them to make a choice. He listed them three choices, God of Abraham, the false God, of Abraham's ancestors, or the gods of where you're getting ready to go into. Ooh, man, you feel the Holy Ghost here. We step into a new environment at work, or a new environment, maybe going to a sales pitch, or a new a new area in our life, a new work, a new business meeting, and you all of a sudden you feel that pull. They want you to be, they want you to be accepted. And so I know it's weird, you know, I, I feel like I need to be accepted. No, they want you to be accepted. So you have a choice. Am I going to continue being a Holy Ghost person? I appreciate Renee. She has this apostolic professional woman or something like that, uh, a tag that she tags professional apostolic women on, her Instagram thing. And it's her, her, man, everybody knows she's, a, when she goes out and all that and and goes to meetings, but but she has a choice. Do I Do I? I'm trying to think of the word. I can't submit to what's going on in this place, or do I stand up and say, you know what? Let's pray. Let's do this, or you know this. I, I, you know, oh, church was great last night. They tell you. I've said this before. They tell you about their parties and the girls and the boys and and all that stuff too. I tell man, I had an awesome service yesterday. It was great. Joshua Point was abundantly clear, it was time to decide. For many years, Israel made decisions based on groupthink that allowed them, that's the problem with society right now is the group thinking, And that group can be a minority in our culture. It could be a minority of of this stuff that's going on, the trans and the, the LGBTQ, uh, the, the letter thing. And then, And and the transitions and all all that stuff, it's a minority. You know that's a minority of people? Did you know that? But look at the noise they are making. And that is a group think. In other words, we got 30,000 people that think just like we are. We can flood, because they can, we can flood multimedia like that. That is one of those things that our church can do for God. And I know I said you can't really, don't try to do what they do in the world, right? But I'm ta- that's talking about spirits and stuff like that. And I know that's all a spirit, but what they're doing is they're reaching people. We have to reach people. That's God's commandment. That was our great commission, to go out and reach people. We have to do that. And we're not a majority across the board either. So I, I, we have the power of God behind us. And we can do that if we decide to encourage one another to drop our idols, to drop our ways, drop our, compl- our complacency. I, I preached uh, or taught um, several months ago about spiritual immaturity where the, uh, the disciples of Jesus have lived the same way over and over. Just like Joshua and them, they didn't go out outreaching. They went out killing if you didn't believe with them, what they did. They didn't go out and say, hey, you want to join our clan? All, you know, all the time, hey, you know, what, you want to do? No, they they killed. We don't do that. But yet some of the old thinking, we're still in Egypt, or we're still in the promised land. We're still dwelling in the wilderness. We're going to kill each other, but we can't do that. So when, when the group of disciples ran across the woman from Samaria, their immature spiritual thinking was we're going to treat her bad, because that's all they ever knew. But insert Jesus into the mix of encouragement and say, no, you can't think like that anymore. You have to love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Do not kill them anymore. I think that is a great mindset that our church needs to have. So for many years, they made this decision based on this groupthink that I call, call it. Um, and they, this allowed them to escape individual responsibility They murmured together, washed up a golden calf together, doubted together, and even experienced victories together. Joshua declared this day was going to be much different. Choose you this day who you will serve. No matter what others do, we must make a personal commitment to lead our lives and our homes in the ways of God. Attending church together and doing ministry together are also very important. Let me just stop right here and insert this and don't gasp. If you have to choose every time you come to church, who are you going to serve? You got to be doing something else outside of church then. You need to do something. You need to pray. Because that's not that's not something that you have to fast for 30 days. Who are you going to serve? We need to serve God. And then you pray and you fast and you do that. We need to decide that. If it's, I mean, I'm talking about people that's been here, that's had the Holy Ghost and stuff like that. You need to understand that, that, this is something we do. Just like I don't have to stop somebody in the grocery store, excuse me, I'm going to pray for 10, 15 minutes before I witness to you. God has called us. We got to be ready. That's what the prayer room is for. That's what we got to do. We, and we have to do that. If that makes any kind of sense, or I might have butchered that. Uh, over a course of time, others may compromise and accept idols that weigh them down. They may begin bracing gods of selfishness and criticism, even bitterness. Gods of carnal entertainment, and worldly values may creep in. We got to be careful with that. We can't allow these to cause us to lay down our own convictions and commitments to God. I believe Pastor has spoke on this several times recently. Every individual Christian must decide whom we will serve. Whom are we going to serve? This is a life changing decision. It's not an everyday decision. That I, that's why I mentioned that. It's a life-changing decision. And I pray that we have all decided that. And if you haven't, this is a life change, And it can happen today. It, it can. It can happen today. Joshua was bold and direct in his answer. Uh, so was his answer to his own challenge. So, you know, he told them this. He's like, choose you this day. And he didn't give him a chance to, to answer He just said, "For as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He he drew it right there on the line. The line was drawn, the die cast. Joshua's decision preceded that answer by any other person. He and his family is going to wholeheartedly serve the Lord. And Joshua's question still hangs in the air for us to answer. Whom will you serve? The time for wavering is over. When that day begins, what will the answer be? Bishop has talked about it. Pastor has talked about it. I think some of the ministers have talked about it. We need to have revival. We're going to see a revival. But it's going, it's going to take us getting our house in order, worshiping God. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take that life-changing decision to do it. And then once we do that, once we pray, once we, we focus on that, not, not for years. I'm not saying not for years. It's, now is the time. And then we need to go out these doors. And we need to either knock on doors, pass out things, do witnessing, outreach like we're going to be doing this year. We're going to need to do that. We have to do that. But we can't, we can't hit a roadblock in our lives, in our own lives that we're constantly trying to get a breakthrough with God before we go out to witness. We have to, we have to decide. Choose you now. Be certain. Draw the line on yourself. Ask God, God, I'm drawing a line. I'm not going to cross that line anymore. We battle, we battle different enemies, don't we? you may let's stand cuz i don't want to go too much longer but our weapons aren't carnal we don't fight against flesh and blood we fight against or nations of class we don't advance and conquer any physical territories the god that traps us are not carved of wood or fashioned of brass but our temptations and battles are just as real as theirs were as they as the redeemed children of the new covenant we are fighting the good fate, fight of faith excuse me As we continue this war, we will fight many hard-fought battles. We must conquer bitterness and unforgiveness. Once again, thank you, Sister Lexi, for that. That was awesome and encouraging. We will fight against carnal appetites of lust and greed and worldliness. Idols of entertainment and materialism will present themselves as alternatives for seeking the kingdom of God. Alternatives means you have to make a choice, either or. Joshua laid it out. This is the day. Make a decision. Do this. God calls us to walk by faith. Faith is simply complete trust in and obedience to God and His Word, no matter the outlook. Romans 1:17, uh, last scripture, I believe. John. For therein is righteousness of God, revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, The just shall live by faith. Back in April. 2015, there was a steeple race up in Oregon. Steeple race, fun fact, began over in England, and they were a group of people that wanted to run, so they would see the steeples, you might know this, and they'd run from steeple to steeple. And out in the countryside, there's uh, fences and brooks and streams that you have to jump over. And so that's why in a steeple race, they have those things, they have hurdles and streams. And so there was this guy, uh, approaching, His name, Tangy uh, Pipio from France, was uh, way out in the lead as he approached the final 100 meters. And I'm sure he was singing, victory ahead, victory ahead. But somebody forgot to tell, uh, I believe his name is Muron si- Simon, that the race was over because he's running up next to this guy. He's running. And then Pipio decided to wave to the crowd. Come on, come on, let's go. That guy blew by him with one foot to spear, uh, spare. Simon won the race. Pippio explained, I heard some noise. I was very surprised. Then I checked the screen. I was like, whoa, someone's coming. Simon explained, I thought he had me. I thought he was just so far ahead. And then the crowd got crazy. He started throwing his hands up. And I said, I don't even think he knows I'm coming church our race of faith also begins at a steeple a church our race is filled with many obstacles and pitfalls to overcome it is long and tiring but we have sight inside another steeple it's called the kingdom of god the new jerusalem heaven and if we stay engaged and focused we will finish well we can't afford to be distracted so near the end of our race. We can't afford to break the rule of celebrating before you win. Until I tell people, until I hear the sounds of the pearly gates click behind me, I'm not saved. I want to keep pressing. I want to keep fighting. I want to keep worshiping and focusing. I want to keep making sure I don't cross that line. Many times I have. I want to make sure I continually, every day, get focused and live for God. Let's worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love
1: you. Take this offering.
0: to look at our hearts, God, our minds, Jesus. God, that we may be serving you wholeheartedly, God. Lord, that we may be able to encourage someone else, God. Lord, in our lives, God, in our family, in our community, God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Thank you, God.